Hey now, everybody, welcome back. And thank you for coming back to another episode of Vibes by Alicia. I am going to talk to you a little bit about managing anxiety in business and in life as a whole. There is something that uh, I know that I do and that keeps me sane because I do suffer from anxiety. It's something that could paralyze me. It's something that could keep me from moving forward, but I don't really, really, really let it do that to me, especially now with all of the things that are happening with the coronavirus and all the cancellations and all the things that are happening with schools and jobs and so many people losing money and business. I can tell you that the way that you manage that anxiety really, really has a lot to do with the way you move forward and how things can be better for you. It's not it's not something that that is easy at all whatsoever. I think for someone like me who's so driven and so ambitious and so committed to just doing so good in everything that I do, anxiety can definitely definitely kill me if I let it. You know when I had my job, when I had my business it was something that I lived for. It was something that I committed my whole heart and soul to. I think anyone who met me knew that, you know, when you walked into my store, you felt that sense that, you know, someone was taking care of it. Somebody loved it. And someone was here that truly, truly, truly enjoyed being in that space. And, you know, whenever I went anywhere, I told people about my place. I told people about my store. And it filled me with so much pride and so much joy because the things that I did in that store were just so important and so valuable to me, even though um, it wasn't as successful as I thought it was going to be. I think I remember, you know, telling people different places and different things that I would go to. Oh, but you will love it when you walk in. It's so different. It's so unique. It's so special. It's, you know, and a lot of that is just me talking about it. It's just me loving it so much and being so about it. And so when I left it and when I closed it and when we didn't renew, renew our lease, um, you know, it was really difficult. It was something that I really struggled with and was really, um, dealt with, you know, a little bit of a minor depression, not really a depression clinically, but I guess a really deep sadness, you know, because, you know, having my, my, my things being taken out, you know, people purchasing my furniture, my clothes, my, my stands, my couches, my tables, everyone coming in and just pulling them out. You know, I have this one lady who came in and picked up a what did she pick up? She picked up, I think, um, she took a chandelier, one of my most beautiful chandeliers that I had gotten at Sea Gallery, such a beautiful, beautiful chandelier that I just loved when I saw it. I said, I'm buying it for my boutique. It's so perfect. She sensed that I was ready to just cry the minute she left. And she looked at me and she said, I feel like there's a lot of sadness coming from you right now. I was like, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm fine. Everything's great. Everything's going to be fine. She goes, no, it's like you're telling yourself that it's going to be okay. You're telling yourself that it's fine. But I feel like you're not really believing it right now. And I feel like, you know, me taking this chandelier from you, I'm actually hurting you. And I said to her, you know, this is the first time a person coming in is saying something because 
I felt like I've been pretending pretty well. Like I've been a great actress pretending it doesn't hurt me that my things are leaving my store, that people are coming in to buy my things and, and take them out. I told her, I, I just don't know how to respond to you. And she said, you don't have to say anything. I just need to give you a hug. And when she hugged me, I just broke down and cried. And I thought, oh, my God, here it goes. The one thing I did not want to do was cry in front of anyone. I did not want to show any weakness. I did not want to show anything that was wrong and that I was thinking about in my head. But that's how it happened. She had an intuition and she had a sense that I was just sort of at my last, on my last, I guess, um, breath. You know, I was not, I wasn't myself and she felt it and she sensed it and she knew it. And I think people who have that sense and that intuition, it's really remarkable because um, she walked in and the minute she saw me, she just sort of stood back and looked at me a little bit. And she said, I'm here to pick up something that, you know, you put on sale in the Facebook marketplace. I'm ready to, you know, take it. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Here it is. You know, it's, it's, it's yours. It's, you know, $50. And so she gives me cash and she just kind of stands there and looks at me kind of funny. I'm just totally reads me up and down and just just could sense that I was ready to have a major meltdown you know I needed to have that meltdown I needed to have that that breakdown because I was holding it in for so long I was holding in not feeling sadness and feeling like oh it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine telling myself over and over and over and over but knowing ultimately it really wasn't it really wasn't fine it really wasn't okay I wasn't wasn't doing as as well as I thought I was but you know what? Her hug just let me feel good in that sense. And she said to me, listen, I just met you through Facebook. But if you need somebody to talk to, then, you know, I'm here. Just I'll be you know, happy to listen. And that was very, very, very sweet. And I appreciate that. And I was very grateful to her. And so, you know, but there's moments where I just I just don't don't know what to do with myself, you know, with, without that sense of purpose because that boutique, that store gave me that sense of purpose, gave me a, an outlet for my creativity, for my bossy bitchiness, for my, um, my networking opportunities for sharing those things that I love, you know, the artisan pieces, the handcrafted, um, jewelry that I just love to share with people because I love buying handcrafted things when I travel. I love being that person that finds a unique statement piece that nobody else looks at and says, Oh, I would never get that. I would totally get that. And you know what, when I come back with it, people always ask me where I get my things from. You know, I always get the question like, where did you get that bracelet from? Where did you get that ring from? And I always say, Oh, you know, when you travel, you visit little artisan markets and that's where I go and I get them or sometimes from you know somebody on uh, at a street vendor that just has something really cool that he's making and, and I'll just sit there and just be mesmerized by by the hand you know by the craftsmanship and all that and that's just who I am those are the things that I love and I've always been resourceful you know ever since I was a little girl my mom used to take us to these secondhand stores. And so we always knew how to look for the treasures in the different places. And that's something that I've always been good at. But, you know, how do you manage with your anxiety? You know, how do you manage living with knowing that, you know, your purpose is different and it's changing. It's not the same anymore. It's not what it used to be. Your life isn't what it is anymore. I'll be 45 this summer. 
And I'm looking at things in such a different way and such from such a different perspective. And I honestly just sense now that I've been closed for two months that my purpose really was to get back in touch with being a mom again and being here with my kids again. But all of that, you know, doesn't mean that I don't have anxiety anymore, that I don't deal with, un, you know, moments of, of, of weakness of not knowing what's going to happen. But, you know, one way that I do manage my anxiety is by definitely um, one thing that I do and that I love is just to listen to talk radio in the mornings. And by talk radio, I don't mean by cons- I don't mean conservative talk radio. I mean, you know, the Howard Stearns of the morning, the NPR stories of the morning, the inspirational stories that make me happy, that make me laugh, that make me cry. You know, I remember, you know, feeling so so downtrodden at certain at certain times, you know, when things were not going well for my store, when I wasn't making a sale, when people were canceling events or that sort of thing. And a lot of that is happening now to restaurants. So I know and I can feel their frustrations and I know how that felt and how that was. But I remember just heading over to my radio or maybe listening to a podcast that would motivate me, would inspire me. Obviously, I love listening to women boss babes on um, podcasts. You know, there's different uh, podcasts that I love to listen to that always motivate me and always make me feel good and happy. And I'll share some of those on the link as well on the description on some of those um, that I love to listen to because they just they just remind you that all of us go through hardship and all of us go through moments of, of doubt and moments of feeling worthless of not, you know, feeling like we're good enough. And, you know, I suffer a lot from the imposter syndrome. So dealing with all of those things for me is always a way for me to find an outlet in other people that are dealing with those as well. Um, so for me, you know, listening to the radio, listening to things that make me happy, make me laugh. I'm I'm always laughing. I'm always thinking about, you know, what can I listen to now that's just going to bring some happiness and a little bit of sunshine to me? Because a lot of times I don't wake up motivated. I don't wake up ready to 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 be happy. I do work out a lot. I do uh, go to the gym a lot just because it really regulates my hormones and it regulates my my confidence, it regulates my sense of self. I always come out feeling happy. Of course, the adrenaline rush is always there. And so it's really, it's really amazing how, you know, just going to the gym and just running at a crazy speeds and sprinting just makes you feel so good. And at the end, I'm just so grateful that I did it and that I went, even though I woke up and I was just ready to just stay in bed. And my boys know it because they know that the minute they're gone and they're off at school, I'll go back in my bed and I'll just chill for another while. And then I say, okay enough chilling enough relaxing I need to get up and go and so I do those things and I schedule myself and I force myself to do things a lot of times when I don't want to and that doesn't mean that that it's not you know it's it's easier that gets easier with time because it's already been a lot you know 20 30 years that I have to motivate myself to work out and do things like that because I know they're good for me and because I know that when I come back from the gym or I come back from from wherever I'm, I'm at or visiting or networking with women and feeling motivated that I'm going to feel better for it that I'm going to be good that I'm going to be okay and I can share something with you know with people with other people that I've learned and things that I can do but you know 
especially when you have teenagers, the anxiety can really go nuts. I keep an eye on what my kids are doing on social media. I keep an eye on what they're watching on YouTube. I try to keep them away from, you know, playing video games too much or from, you know, eating junk food. And there's just so many things that you have to control now is nowadays. So being in business, not doing well in business, not doing well as a mom, not, and all those things can just pile up on you. I felt like such a failure at certain points when I just wasn't doing well in either one of those things. And sometimes I wasn't even a good wife. You know, I was not giving my husband enough time. I wasn't spoiling him like I used to. I wasn't um, listening to him when he had something to say to me. I was too self-involved. I was too uh, consumed by my own bullshit that I just didn't have time for him. And now I look back and I think I really didn't have to do that. I really didn't have to be that way. I could have learned to be more balanced and manage myself better. But, you know, having kids just does that to you because you want your kids to be safe. You want your kids not to do anything stupid, not to not to fall for, you know, peer pressure, not to fall and be followers. And you want them to stand up for themselves. You want them to have the, the confidence. My oldest one is just not very confident. He struggles a lot with insecurities. And so a lot of times I'm having to pump him up. And even though that kid has everything in his life and everything is okay for him and he's got his parents, his grandparents, everybody loves him and adores him. He still suffers from a lot of insecurity and, and moments of, of complete and utter sadness. And I can't control that. I can't manage that. I can only hold him and I can only hope that he you know, makes it through it because you know, as a mom, you're worrying, you know, that they're going to do something to hurt themselves and you don't want to do that. You don't want them to go that route. And so, you know, you just have to do the best that you can and always keep in mind that you have to breathe and really rely on your partner to be someone that's going to stand up with you and, you know, be there for you when you have a decision to make and, and, and be forceful about it and always work as a team. One thing that Rusk and I have always been really good at is working as a team when it comes to parenting and pretty much in anything in life. But really being that team, really being the ones that confront a situation together as a force, as 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 a way to to keep us both on the same on the same topic, on the same focus. Our baby's going to middle school, so definitely dealing with middle school things and insecurities on that and just keeping my eye on his social media, making sure that he's not looking at things that are inappropriate for him, that I discuss things that are not, you know, that are that that I'm worried about for him. I keep an eye on what he's watching on YouTube. I make sure that there's nothing that's going to be on there that's going to influence him in a certain way. So I've I've just determined, you know, that having closed my store was really a wake up call for me to be a little bit more diligent, a little bit more careful about what I'm doing at home. I think I took a lot of things for granted for a while. I thought my kids were so independent. My kids were going to do fine and they are independent. I'm grateful for that. But I always feel like, you know, I will need to be that guide for them and I can't let them see anyone else as, as an authority. I'm the authority in anything that, that they want to know about or need to think about. But yeah, that's how I manage a lot of that. You know, I do a lot of meditation. I do grateful. Um, I do always wake up with with a sense of grateful 
of gratitude and thinking about the things that I'm grateful for and the things that I love and the things that I'm thinking about and, and, and the things that are going well as opposed to the things that are not going well. I know a lot of people have different things that they do, but for me, those are some coping mechanisms. Having the love of my family, I mean, one thing that I do am very grateful and thankful for is that I have my parents still. And so when I have doubts and when I feel like I'm a shitty parent, I always make sure that I go out to lunch with them and take them out for lunch. And I'll go through my things and they'll say, oh, you were like the same. You and your brothers were the same. It's just a, it's just a phase. It's just a stage. And I just feel so much better coming home and feeling, okay. My parents said it's just a stage and it's going to be okay. And they too had doubts as they were raising us as kids. So, you know, there's just a lot of things you just have to think about and breathe through and just keep your friends, you know, in mind and, you know, having somebody that you can rely on and just vent with. I have venting sessions with friends sometimes and I'll just go off and I just hate this. I can't stand it. And I get it out of my chest and I just feel so much better afterwards. But that's something that I really do recommend, you know, finding something that's going to that's going to take away the sense of defeat and finding things that are going to give you a sense of of success and motivation. And not everyone has it all together. I don't have it all together. Most of the time I'm trying to keep it together. But I do work really hard at pulling it all together and keeping it together and trying my very, very best at at being the best that I can be. Even though, you know, on the outside looking in, people can't see that and they see a happy face and they see a smile because that's who I am. Really, in reality, it's not that easy and it's not always happiness and chill and and fantastic and fabulous and the best clothes and the best shoes and that's really bullshit because all of those things are just materialistic and they're material and they're not really true 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 feelings and emotions you know all of that you know people say oh but you've got a car oh you have a house oh you have the best yeah but if you're not happy inside you know nothing else really matters if you're not content with yourself if you're not feeling a sense of accomplishment in whatever you're doing and you know what just really looking at uh, what is really bringing you the happiness stop trying to compare yourself to others and stop trying to live a life that you see in other people and you think that's what you should be living because that's really not uh everybody has different circumstances there's different things that we all go through you know we've gotten to this point in a 20-year marriage you know a lot of women are like oh my god I want your marriage I want the relationship you have and and we got to this relationship in 20 years of experience of discussions of shouts and fights and you know negotiations and all that but I always say you know deep deep inside we love each other but we still argue and we still have a stubborn sense about things and I want things my way and he wants things his way. All of that honestly just comes with time and effort and just really having a sense of respect for the other person and loving each other so much that you realize that some of the arguments are super petty. I hope that this helps you. I hope that anxiety, you know, honestly, it's always going to be managed unless you're taking medication, unless, you know, you're seeing a therapist. I'm I'm not, but I don't say you shouldn't. I always say you definitely should do whatever you want to do, but I've only learned to manage it and I've learned to, to keep it together um, through different, you know, various ways that I just told you about. 
but you need to do you you need to do what's best for you and you need to 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 seek out the help um one thing that I'm really horrible at is seeking help I always feel like I can fix things on my own and that's not good so I'm really working on that and I promise you that I'll work harder on it because I definitely need to do better about that but yeah, let me know what you think and please give me some feedback. How do you manage your anxiety? I really want to know that. I really want to know how you go through your life raising your kids or, you know, without kids. If you don't have kids, everybody has anxiety for different reasons. Mine are a lot, you know, because as a mom, as a, as a, as a driven woman, as an ambitious woman, as thing that I want, that I want to do for myself, you know, I have goals that I want to set for myself as well. And all of that gives me anxiety. How do you do it? How do you manage it? How do you function? How do you go through days sometimes when you just don't want to get out of bed? Um, I gave you guys some of my tips. I want to hear about yours. And I'm excited to be doing this and, and sharing with you some positive vibes. You know, I'm all about vibes. I'm always setting vibes, you know, your way. People say, hey, you know, send me some you know, thoughts and prayers. And I'll say, yes, I'm sending you some vibes. These are my vibes. These are my positive vibes because I do send positive vibes and positive energy all day long. So hit me up. Let me know what's going on and share this podcast with anyone who you think might, might, might need a little push, a little help. And I'm definitely going to be putting some recommendations on some things that, um, that helped me some links and some of those things that I think are great for, for managing anxiety. And um, just keep me posted and please, please, please let me know and follow me at uh, my Instagram account at think underscore chick or at my boutique at thinking underscore boutique. And uh, let me know what's going on and how you're doing and if you're liking this and if you're not, let me know too. Just be nice. All right, guys. I will see you next time.